How's it going, everyone? Um, no match this past week for Orange County, so we're just going to be looking ahead to a couple matches against two East Coast teams, uh, and we will do our best. I I'll be honest, I don't know too much about the teams from the East, but we'll uh, do our best to preview this and have some fun while we're doing so. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through the journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Let's see who's helping me out tonight. We got Nathan. It's me. Welcome back, Nathan. And you're wearing the awesomest shirt possible, uh, the gnarly kit. How you doing, Nathan? Long time no see. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I got school work starting back up pretty soon. Um, just been cruising along through summer. And, uh, you know, you got a, a soccer team that's uh, hitting the gas at the right time here. And I'm sure you're getting excited about that. Uh, repping the gnarly kit that I think should be an official kit for Orange County. Um, if there ever was one, I think it's a pretty darn awesome kit. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that kit before we get into these upcoming matches? Like, were you surprised when you got it, uh, opened it up, saw it? What were your thoughts? So first things first, this thing, is, it's so ugly that I like it in a, in a weird way. But no, so I, I like got the package. I just saw OCSC and I didn't know what, what what it was at first. So when I opened it up, my eyes just lit up like a kid. It was definitely a pleasant surprise. And yeah, now I own probably the best jersey at OCS ever, unofficially released to the public. Yeah, and I think what was it? It was something where Orange County came out and said, yeah, we have to get so many orders for us to to make the print on this. And I guess they got enough orders for that, which was pretty darn cool. And I think there was skepticism from some of the orange County fans, whether or not we'd hit those numbers. Um, I, unfortunately I was one of the ones that really loved that shirt, but I never actually went and ordered. I was really sort of bummed on that. Um, and who knows, maybe orange County keeps that as to that was the only time anyone could order it. So you're going to have like five years down the road, you're going to have a really, really rare kit there. <laughs> um, now the, the, the more important thing is, uh, getting that autograph from Gnarly to make it complete, right? Yeah. That's probably like the least of my worries with that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. And I like the, the comment we just got from Mustang Ed 23. Um, you know, Orange Candy, I don't think has ever really gotten into the ugly sweater uh, business. Uh, but this whole Gnarly thing, it's actually a really good uh, opportunity for the club to do uh, some fun stuff like an ugly kit, an ugly sweater come the wintertime. Although I don't know what kind of sweater you need in Southern California. Uh, but I know there's people that love those ugly sweaters for the holidays, uh, whether they're wearing it in the office uh, and things of that. So that'd be pretty cool if, if we get a chance to see those. Um, obviously people aren't here to uh, talk 
gnarly kits, gnarly, gnarly, ugly sweaters or anything like that. We're here to talk Orange County Soccer Club uh, and uh, Orange County, I think for the first time in a while, sort of got the weekend off. I know uh, when we spoke to the reach out to the club last week for our show to see, hey, can we get any guests or guests from the team to come talk to us? We were told no. Uh, the team was sort of given some time off, which very um, well deserved from this team, the way they've really played over the last couple months. And now after a weekend of no play, they're sitting fifth in the Western conference. Uh, and I believe when I last looked at the standings, they, you know, at, before they had some sort of discrepancies with games in hand and things of that nature. But I think that has sort of caught up um, where the teams all around are within one game of each other, which is, um, always nice to see. And we've got tough opponents coming up and specifically within the next week, two very tough opponents. Uh, we're talking about, I believe the two top teams in the Eastern conference, uh, that's going to be Pittsburgh Riverhounds on Wednesday and followed by a weekend matchup against Charleston battery. I'm going to be honest and maybe you're better at this than I am. Nathan, I don't follow the Eastern conference that that well i actually don't really pay attention to the eastern conference unless we get into the playoffs uh, i'm sure a lot of orange county fans are like that you like to sort of focus on the the teams you're playing more often than not uh, but as we look at the standings i mean orange county sitting in that fifth spot uh, the cool thing when we look at it all and this is just sort of really nothing important, but the USL power rankings also came up and they kept orange County at number one, even though orange County didn't have a game um, with the message. Hey, two big games coming up uh, this week. We'll see where orange County really stands uh, after this week. Let me ask you this real quick before we sort of try and do a little quick breakdown on these matches, Nathan, which of these two teams between Pittsburgh and Charleston scare you the most this week? Uh, the Wednesday match against Pittsburgh or the weekend match against Charleston. They're both at home, by the way. Yes. So um, it's definitely going to be Pittsburgh at home on Wednesday. They just have looked way much better team overall, um, better offense. It's mostly of a defense that is better. Like Charleston's defense isn't the best. I think they'll have like a plus two goal differential, which for a team in second place, it's not really that well. So Pittsburgh is definitely a scarier team. And also, it's a thing where, you know, OC is coming out of a long break. Hopefully, they can keep the momentum going into Wednesday. And, you know, Pittsburgh is going to be traveling down from Pittsburgh, obviously. So, I think Pittsburgh is probably the tougher of the two teams. But, again, Charleston is no slouch either. Um, yeah, so that's my, my point there. Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's talk a little bit about this, right? Pittsburgh is coming off a weekend match. For those of you watching the the live video stream, we're we're showing the highlights of the match against Hartford. Um, that was on the twelfth, so I believe that was Saturday. Uh, now they have to make the trip from Pittsburgh to Orange County. Um, as best I can, you know, remember, and as best as I believe, there's no direct flights that go from Pittsburgh to to John Wayne Airport. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If anyone travels quite a bit. Uh, but so it's going to be a little bit of a difficult travel first and foremost to get from Pittsburgh to Irvine um, coming off a weekend match where again, Orange County didn't have to do anything. Uh, so 
I'm worried about Orange County having that weekend off. That's very scary sometimes. But you're also looking at it as there's a really big advantage there that Orange County had a week off to rest, recuperate. They're at home still. Pittsburgh's coming off a weekend match. Now has to travel out for a midweek match against Orange County. Um, so that's where you have maybe a little bit of an advantage for Orange County when it comes to the home. Obviously, the form for both of these teams is pretty darn good. So if you're looking at just sort of the basic aspects of things, Orange County gets maybe a little bit of an advantage for being at home and for being um, having played a little bit less. Uh, we look at opponent comparisons because both these teams have now played Hartford. Orange County did play Hartford early in the season. I'm um, going back to April when we still didn't quite know what this Orange County team was going to be like. Um, it was on the road in Hartford and it was one, one draw for orange County, whereas Pittsburgh came out with a two nil victory over Hartford at home. Um, any of these players you're aware of from Pittsburgh and, and be honest with me, if you don't really have any names in mind, because again, I, I know you're probably like me, we don't super follow Pittsburgh, uh, but any names that you can, that pop out when you look at the Pittsburgh roster that scare you at all. I'm only saying it's because I, I really have like their roster in front of me on my phone. But uh, Dikwa, the forward, is like their main guy, very see on the screen. Uh, he's definitely the one to like watch out for. He's like he basically there in Milan, always always down know where he is on the pitch. If you can shut him down, then you have a good chance of shutting their whole team down. So basically, what we're looking at is. Um, our defenders, whether it's, I mean, obviously, uh, more than likely, uh, you know, you got uh, Marcus Nakeem. Sorry, I was I was going blank there for a second. I didn't freeze. Uh, Marcus Nakeem probably is slotting in that start. And more than likely, if it's the way it's been as of lately, you got a Dylan Powers in there. Um, really, the focus between those two has to be uh, Dikwa. Uh, and then just sort of do that whole thing that you see in a lot of sporting events where you just sort of key on one person and try and let the uh, the rest of the players uh, destroy you. Now, one thing to think of more than likely any team going against Pittsburgh is looking at that as the, you know, game plan we want to go with. And obviously uh, he's scoring goals this season. So people may be trying to do or, or, or do that type of strategy against Pittsburgh and it's maybe it's not quite working. Um, yes. Bob Lilly. Uh, thank you, Freddie, for jumping on. Bob Lilly, the coach for Pittsburgh, really good USL championship coach, uh, well-known across the league. Um, but again, and we've talked about that this in the run, uh, Morton Carlson's been really, really uh, precise with his game plan, his changes of strategy, his substitution patterns. They've all worked out really well. So hopefully you get something where you get uh, – you know, a really good coach, uh, you know, who's had a long, a, a good run in orange in the USL and this newer, seemingly good coach that is trying to make a name for himself. Um, who from Orange County are we hoping shines in this match? Or who do you look at from Orange County that needs to step up for Orange County to come away with three points against Pittsburgh? See, like, I wouldn't say anyone needs to step up because they've been doing all damn job pretty well. So just like, I say it's just definitely are going to have to outscore Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's not going to be like Milan. It's going to be McNulty. It's going to be either Jameson or Creede, who have definitely held their own against big teams as well. We've, we've seen that with both players. So I say just 
the forwards and the midfield have got to put away two, three will be, three will be amazing, and go from there. Um, let's just say this, right? I, 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 I'm going to be watching players like Kyle Scott, Kevin Partita in the middle, trying to manage that portion of the pitch because that's something that has been really good for Orange County in this run. Um, so we'll see how they do against this Pittsburgh team. Obviously, you'll see Kevin Partita probably dropping back to help a little bit more on the defensive side of things, playing that aggressive style that um, some people love, some people hate because they're worried about the cards. I love it personally um, because I like to see aggressive players out there. Um, for those watching the live stream, and we have uh, our, our very own Brad in the chats, he decided to just join us for chats and not actually put his face on the screen um, today, but he's chiming in with some great information. So we will keep sharing that with y'all. Um, and he's uh, saying that Kyle Scott and Kevin Partita is going to have a difficult time in these two matches. So maybe it's what those two do, if they can dominate in the mid field for both of these matches, uh, we got something good going on here maybe. And who knows by the end of this week, we can have two or, or I'm sorry, six extra points for orange County. Uh, and that would probably guarantee them being in the top four in the Western conference. Uh, at the end of this, I, I can't remember if the other teams, who is it, San Diego, that's right in front of us, but I can't recall if they have only one game this week. So obviously if Orange County has two, um, they're guaranteed uh, if they can get the two wins to move up into the number four spot. Um, let's talk about this Charleston mar match that's going to happen the weekend after. Uh, so, or not weekend after. Well, yeah, the weekend after a midweek match. Uh, so Wednesday, Pittsburgh, Saturday, Charleston. Um what are we feeling on this one? Cause I believe Charleston is also, did they come off of a, let's see what their, what's their recent, recent performances here. Uh, Detroit city. Yeah. They beat Detroit city this past weekend. Um, and then they have the whole week to prepare for us. So uh, they, they're not sort of stuck in that same position that Pittsburgh's in where they're playing and then immediately having to travel out pretty much to the next opponent. Uh, but for Charleston, it's a little bit, I think longer, of a uh, travel and obviously again, not a direct flight from Charleston to uh, John Wayne. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Charleston though, uh, in their last few matches has looked really good. A one nil victory over Detroit, a one, one draw against Louis against Louisville. Um, they did lose to Oakland, which, you know, when you're comparing East coast, West coast stuff, there's a little bit of comparison for you. But then prior to that, a win against Birmingham, a win against Pittsburgh. So, you know, when we're looking at these two top teams in the East, Charleston was one of the recent ones to beat Pittsburgh. So maybe they're the more scary opponent here with a little bit more rest. Uh, what are your thoughts? Can Orange County pull out a win against Charleston after having to play Pittsburgh midweek? It's going to be really tough, I think, because the main issue with Charleston this year, it was their defense. But in their past three games, they've only let in Two goals, which for him is pretty good. Um, oh, two, yeah, bit, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're kind of like just like the big surprise this year. Like I know like in recent years, Charleston wasn't really that good in the East, and they kind of definitely picked it up. So I think if, if OC were to get all six points from this weekend, I think 
it'll be probably the best stretch we've had career-wise, maybe, like franchise-wise, because if you look at who we've, who we've beaten and how far we've come, then, you know, it's definitely, like, a thing to look back on later on in the season as these two teams are good good benchmarks of, like, where we are as a team. Because we've, we've been the best teams in the West, but can we do it against teams in the East? Is what I'm getting at. Well, and again, we look at sort of some match comparisons, right? So recent match comparisons, we can look. Both of these teams have faced Detroit. Both came away with a 1-0 victory in Detroit. Uh, so, you know, when you look at that, and for Orange County, that 1-0 victory in Detroit was sort of at the beginning stages of when they became what they are right now. Um, they hadn't quite gotten there yet, uh, but that was sort of part of that run where Orange County starts looking like the Orange County I think everyone was expecting, right? Because that was back in um, late June. I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's the early parts of that run because we had lost, we, had, we lost Colorado Springs and then went on a nice little path of games there. Tulsa, uh, Detroit City, Monterey Bay, um, the one hiccup against RGV. So uh, if we look at, you know, common opponents that we can compare with, that's a really good comparison, both on the road in Detroit, one nil. So these are really, again, tight matchups between these two teams with the, uh, I guess you got to look at it. This is going to be a tough one because there's an advantage for both teams. There's advantage for orange County playing at home. There's an advantage for, um, Charleston because they're not playing a midweek match. So they're going to be a little bit more rested for this. So that's sort of a wash. So uh, I guess we look at it. I, I know Brad's gone on there. It looks like Freddie's talking about this um, contend with four points. Uh, that should, I, I guess be, if we can get four points out of these two matches, you're probably looking good. Uh, more than likely you're still in the top four uh, in the Western conference. I again, have to go look at what the other teams have on their schedule, but I guess four points against the top two teams in the East. That's uh, you would take that 90% of the time, right? If, if that's what you get uh, and it would continue a, a, a good unbeaten run for orange County, which is, is very valuable there, but who knows this team has looked awesome. Um, they've gotten to the point now where, you know, earlier in the season, we would have thought, okay, we're, we're done. This game's over. This match is over. Let's look forward to the other thing. And now you have some confidence uh, even when they concede an early goal. Um, what, uh, if, if we're talking about the two matches, what do you think the results are going to be? Honestly, Nathan, between orange County and I mean, sorry, between orange County and Pittsburgh or orange County and Charleston. Um, what's the, uh, the results going to be for those two matches? As much as I want to say we win both games, realistically, I'll be fine with again, four points. I want to draw would be perfectly fine with me. So I'm going to say that we're going to tie Pittsburgh one all. Just, just been out there. And then Charleston, I'll say a 2-1 victory as we'll get our swagger back, I'd say. Okay. So ultimately you're saying four points, keep the, the uh, you know, at least not losing streak going. Um, if those are the results and San Diego does end up winning their match, I believe San Diego would still be one point. No, no, we'd be ahead of San Diego, right? Yeah. Um, no, actually, no. Four points for us. If they were to get three, they'd still be one point ahead of us. 
uh, in the standings. So ultimately, if we want to guarantee that we're going to be in the top four, we have to take all six points uh, this week. Um, San Diego only has the one match. Oakland does have two matches on their schedule this week as well. Uh, but again, the good thing if San Diego only has the one match, that's a, a game in uh, a match in hand for Orange County for the future there. Um, or sorry, no, it wouldn't mean that. It would mean a match in hand for San Diego. So let's not even talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm all, I, I'm not used to it just being me and one other person trying to talk about teams that we're not too familiar with. Um, so I, again, I apologize and I appreciate everyone that's jumping on, sharing in the comments. Um, your thoughts with all of this uh, and thanks to our producer Andy for putting together some highlight reels and some stats and all that for us um, let's do this really quick um, because I know you sort of gave your predictions already for two matches but let's look at our prediction um, game here soon uh, and see how things are going with this I know we got our highlights going on for this Charleston Detroit um, city match so we'll let those run a little bit um, but uh, Prediction-wise, uh, I think this is going to be a pretty big and interesting week for uh, Orange County fans to make some predictions. Tough teams to try and come up victorious with. Um, obviously, I'm hoping Larry continues his 2-0 uh, for the opposing team because that works. That's now scientifically proven with both Larry and myself a few years back. Um, so if you look at Larry, although he's not in last place, uh, for the on-air team, he's definitely nowhere near Taylor, who's a genius. We, have, we are learning that this season that Taylor is a genius when it comes to predicting scores. Uh, you know, if we, um, I, I don't know, maybe she needs to switch places with, with Brad, um, and she can be out in Vegas and she can create the uh, the betting line for Orange County, and people can listen to what she's saying. Um, for the writing team, Nathan, you're you're doing pretty good. I mean, you all are pretty close there. You, Andy, and DK, um, Tyler's not quite with you guys, but uh, good job there. And then for those of you that are the prediction gurus on the community, uh, we got a few good ones there, right? We got uh, – who is the top one on there? Is it is it Haggis now, right? He yeah. Is the, he has moved into the top. He's had some good weeks predicting the scores and predicting the goal scores. It's really helped out. Uh, so, yeah. Um, let me do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to remain confident because I think that's part of what's been going on these last couple of weeks. I'm going to say against Pittsburgh, Orange County wins three, uh, one with the first goal score. I'm going to have to go with a Milan Oloski on this. Uh, and then for Charleston, Orange County wins two nil. Let's go two nil against Charleston. Let's say uh, Thomas Among is the first goal, goal scorer for that match, for my prediction. Um, be, you know, feel free to share your predictions uh, in the chats as you're listening. Uh, make sure you get those pr uh, predictions in to the official prediction game. I've been bad at that this year. That's why my score is so low. I will try and make sure to remember to do that this time around. Huh. Um, I don't think I asked you much, but and feel free to say you don't really – know anything but is there anyone about the charleston team that scares you when you look at the names on that roster or is it just i like mean i mean there are there are names that i recognize like you know williams uh aiden apodaca played for them i know that uh cochran i know that too but like i'd say maybe just maybe williams i guess like that's our main guy obviously so um you know we'll say him because like with pittsburgh there were some guys that like okay like i 
I know he's a threat, like uh, uh, Dickwet was. And so Williams is probably their main guy. But, like, you know, there are some names on that team to watch out for, I'd say. Perfect. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't follow enough uh, when I <laughs> watch a Charleston, or I don't even watch Charleston or Pittsburgh enough to have uh, a thought on any of this. So I apologize on that. Um, there we go. Go County boys from one dash one. Um, let's do this. So last week, since we didn't have any previews to talk about, we had an opportunity to sort of just, you know, get a feeling of how, how we're all feeling with the team now that we're, you know, past mid season and we're on a good run. So I want to give you your chance, Nathan, to just share or give your report of how you feel orange County is at this point. How uh, confident are you in this team? Uh, do you feel like this run is legit? Do you think like this run is a little bit um, of a, you know, bloated looking run for Orange County and maybe we're anticipating too much out of this team? What are your thoughts right now with Orange County um, heading into this tough stretch, but what they've been doing as of late or how the season's gone so far for you? See, like, I feel like we've already been in a bit of a tough stretch already and we've already done well. Like, we've won games where in past years we've all lost. So we've had two comeback victories on the road. We've had games where we've stored four. We've had games where we've scored three. We've had shutouts. So my confidence right now in this team is probably the highest it's been since 2021, which I know is not really saying much and not really a hot take there. But, you know, you know, the two teams that come to mind, I'd say, are – the game against Memphis, where go down 2 0 early on, come back. Game, and then the game versus Loyal. Derby game, go down way early and then beat them easily 3 1. So, like, I'd say this is not really a, this is not a fluke in the slightest. It's just definitely all the parts of Carlson's machine clicking at the right time. Perfect. Um, I saw uh, while you were talking, we had Freddie in the chats, just sort of curious to wanting to know how Pittsburgh and Charleston are doing against the Western conference team. I don't have those stats directly in front of me, but I looked at sort of the results through the season. um, And, and, you know, just looking at some of the things that we see on there is uh, looking at Pittsburgh. They did uh, lose to Colorado Springs early in the season. They did beat RGV. Uh, They lost to El Paso. Uh, else did they play they uh, had a draw against monterey bay um they beat las vegas they beat phoenix and they had a draw against oakland they beat san diego uh, they had a draw against sacramento uh, did they play anyone else from the west i don't think so uh and then when you look at someone like a charleston uh you know looking at their matches i believe what um when did the season start? Can't remember exactly when the season started. I'm looking at the dates here. I know they played Pittsburgh in March, but I don't know if the season had started at that point. Uh, yeah, if, it should have. Yeah, started in, in March. So they drew against Pittsburgh. I mean, sorry, they drew against Phoenix. Uh, they drew against Sacramento. They uh, who else did they play from the West? They lost to Colorado Springs. They beat Las Vegas. Uh, they lost big to San Antonio, 7-0. Uh, they beat Monterey Bay. They beat RGV. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. In July, they played on from the West. In August, they only lost Oakland. However, one thing yeah. that I will say is that they have they have not really traveled West much at all. So, but James versus Oakland was home versus, let's see. They were only away at Las Vegas and RGB. A, RGB, but that's Texas. That's and that's it. Oh, also, no, they were away at uh, uh, Republic FC. So, okay. So, I mean, they've done the cross country thing a couple times this year, pretty much. Um, both teams, you know, there's no domination there when you look at at what they're doing against some of these teams. Obviously, they both beat Las Vegas. I think a lot of teams do that. Um, the the big one you can sort of, I guess, look at when you're looking at West Coast teams and comparing it with Orange County. Um, of recent memory, there's the RGV. All three teams have played RGV. Of course, Orange County lost um, one match, beat the one at home, uh, but was victorious at home. So, um, you know, there's the thing. And again, I've talked about that RGV match in the past. I think... Um, the RGV match, you know, one play really turned the tides in that match for Orange County. Not making excuses, but it it really did there. Um, that could have easily been a draw for Orange County there. So that's a, a pretty easy comparison with all three teams there. But I I, I really do think that cross country thing for both teams is going to be difficult for uh, for different reasons. Pittsburgh, not again, not traveling as far. It's still pretty darn far. I mean. If you yeah. do geography pretty well, Pittsburgh is not a, an easy travel to South County. Um, I do see we have one other member of our team here that can join us. And maybe he's a little bit smarter with all this stuff, Charleston and Pittsburgh and what to expect out of all this. We bring him on and then we lose him because he disappears under the the table. There he is. Hey. What's up, Dylan? Much um, like Orange County this year, I, uh, I'm a little bit late to the party, but once it gets going... It's a great time. There we go. Uh, Dylan, we're, we're trying to figure things out because Nathan and I both were honestly admitting that we don't really follow the East Coast much when it comes to USL Championship. I don't know how well educated you are in Pittsburgh and Charleston or what thoughts you have on either of these upcoming matches. We have discussed sort of the difficulties for both of the teams visiting us. Um, Charleston has a little bit more of a travel. Pittsburgh's had a, a weekend game playing midweek, having to travel to Orange County, which is never easy. Um, I guess my first question, Nathan, was which one is the more the, the scarier of the two opponents coming into Orange County, uh, Pittsburgh midweek or Charleston on the weekend? And this is for you, Dylan, because I already talked to Nathan about this stuff. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by the way you um, asked yeah, that I, question. Yeah, I, I realized that when you kept your mic on mute after I was done, and you're just staring there waiting for an answer, so I apologize for that. I think Pittsburgh. Uh, Lily Ball is so successful in the Eastern Conference because their games tend to be a little less. I, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe how the Eastern Conference is for those who are maybe unfamiliar, but um, boring is a great way of looking at Oh, it's like watching Serie A uh, and then going and watching the Bundesliga. Um, one of these is a like drug fueled, uh, chaotic counterattacking, um, wonderful, super exciting. And the other one is, um, passing for the sake of passing. And, uh, over the course of 15 minutes, you might work your way up the field to actually finally take a shot. So, um, 
unfortunately Lee Ball falls into the uh the Italian side of things here, but um it works and he's been there for a long time and he is one of the more successful US USL coaches for a reason. So um also as as good as Charleston has been this year in comparison to last year, um which I feel like they've probably already hit the points total from last year. I, I still have to go with Pittsburgh here. They're going to be much more difficult to break down overall. And you don't, you don't think in this, uh, you know, playing a weekend match, then having to travel to Orange County for a midweek match is going to impact them too much with their style of play. I'm not going to call it anti-football because that's what we played for <laughs> like two years. <laughs> we tried um, the Lily ball uh, uh, game plan. It, it got us a championship, but then didn't really do much after that. Right. Yeah, um, it's great in knockouts, right? We we watched um, quite a few teams do it with some level of success, including, well, I already mentioned them, the Italians uh, in 2021. I I don't necessarily think that their game is as, I think it's like frantic is, is a good term, um, but like energetic. And I think we saw this. We we. We're definitely a fit team in 2021, but you know when we played against um, San Antonio comes to mind. Um, there was a reason that their players were all dead and cramping 100 and 105 minutes into that match, and Orange County players were kind of just hanging out and tired, but um, still upright. And I think there's a level of if you're not playing an expansive game, you are physically working less, maybe men- mentally working more defensively, but physically probably not making as far uh, of runs unless you are one of the two or three players that is really tasked with doing that. So uh, I don't think, I don't think the fatigue is going to do it. And I don't think the weather's going to do it because you know, it's the East coast during the middle of the summer. It's nasty there too. Definitely. Definitely is. Um, so basically what you're saying is the orange candy players need to not get themselves caught up into this, um, over exerting themselves playing against Pittsburgh. Um, and probably you want to avoid that because you have a game in the weekend against Charleston. You don't want to um, be too exhausted for that match as well, right? The counterpoint, I think you have to go into every match as if it's the last match of the year. When you start as poorly as we did, um, you don't have maybe a level of complacency. Uh, we saw that in 2018 when we were top of the league and we dropped points to RGV on a couple of occasions. Um, and I remember speaking to some of the players and it was almost a feeling of like, well, we are better than them. So they do expect to win. And then, well, you, you do tend to drop points in that situation um, with how bad we were at the beginning of the season. We don't have that luxury. Um, we don't have the luxury to drop points. And uh, it was a pretty massive loss to Colorado Springs. Uh, and thankfully that galvanized the team. I think you have to try and win Wednesday. You have to try and win Saturday. And I don't think there's any, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna save myself these last, or maybe for 15 minutes of this match uh, to try and be ready for Saturday. It's, you know, there's, there's two full days there. Um, plenty of recovery and there's probably no real training. Uh, maybe a light session on Friday. So they'll be fine. Well- and the benefit for Orange County in this is they have shown that they're willing to make the substitutes in the attacking side of things late in a match. Um, so maybe not as worried about players being too tired um, heading, you know, into it. Uh, you'll have a rotation definitely with, you know, if Sparky is is fit and ready to go. You got Thomas Among, you got Milan up there, you got Brian up there, you got Bryce Jamison, you got um, uh, Oshindina uh 
and if I can recall correctly, I know he's been playing more of a defensive role, but Langford is able to play a little bit further up the pitch. I think he played as a winger in, in Germany, um, third division. So uh, you have plenty of attacking options. So yeah, maybe it is this where you, you continue the style that's been working for you, which is a little bit more of a high press from Orange County and dominating the midfield, running around quite a bit. Um, but uh, with the thought of you can rotate if needed and hopefully um, pull the the full six points out. Do you think, uh, how realistic do you think is a full six points for Orange County um, this week? Hey, it's the best earned conference for a reason. Uh, and it's the least earned conference for a reason. So um, I'm, I'm high on the Western Conference supply and I, I am, I'm all for six points here. Awesome. So what are your predictions then for the two matches? We've already shared our predictions. What's your prediction? Well, you know, I'm, I am massively late. I'm going to go uh, 2-1, both matches. And, well, again, it's a numbers game, right? So Mr. Oloski, uh, sorry, Mr. Milan Oloski. Yeah, make sure first. you get the right Oloski there, right? Yeah. Can't pick both. Make sure you get your picks in, though, Dylan. That's what's hurting you this year is you're not getting those picks in. You know, here's the thing is um, I predicted – quite a bit at the beginning of this year got myself 17 points then we started winning and i haven't been putting my predictions in and we just keep winning so you're not someone that plays you're not someone that plays this whole game of you know doing the same thing over and over because it creates wins i mean you've you've bashed me numerous times over the years about that you've been getting frustrated with larry over his things you're not allowed to jump on that boat now dylan you've you've made it known (laughs) you do not support that that process yeah, it's definitely, um, I don't even want to say it's laziness. It's just kind of forgetting and then being at work and then I get off of work and it's it's past the, the deadline. I'm like, oh, all right, another week where Brad's going to be disappointed in me. It's adulting. That's what it is. You have other more important things going on um, than a silly little podcast game um, that we do here. I wish I didn't, to be honest with you. it's This is so much more fun. Wouldn't it be nice if we could, you know, here's what we'll do. Let's, let's, uh, as a podcast, we'll just keep buying lottery tickets every year. Maybe we'll win the jackpot and then all of us can just do this for a living. We actually can pay our, uh, people, our, our on-air talent, our writers to just do this and have fun and enjoy soccer. Um, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Um, let's do this. Hey. We've talked about this. Dylan, do you have any other thoughts on Charleston? Because you talked a little bit about Lily Ball and Pittsburgh. Anything on Charleston you want to share before we start going and wrapping this thing up and get to our end of thoughts? Yeah, I just I, and just to hopefully someone clips this in the USL world and I can get roasted on social media and never see it. But uh, last year, OC alum Matt Sheldon um, played for Charleston and they were I don't think there's any way that says they were very bad. They were very poor. Um, this year, he he made the transfer on over to Hartford, and and they are very bad. Um, so you're so blaming Matt Sheldon. I don't think it's his fault, but I don't know. There's something going on there. But you really I'm not trying to draw to any conclusions. That. I just I think that's very unfortunate for him. I like I don't think it's hilarious. I think it's sad i feel bad for the man because let's uh let's let's get a clip of this we could share it with matt and maybe he'll uh and let's uh unfortunately we can't tag dylan because he avoids social media stuff but uh we'll put his picture all over things and we'll get we'll let uh send him my address 
Yeah, we'll send Dylan's address for uh, that. Dylan, did you get yourself a gnarly kit? Look, I'm I'm not gonna speak ill of. Look, I I just declined to speak ill of a player. I just expressed my misfortune um, or dismay at his misfortune. Um, I'm not gonna speak ill of of Nathan here or any other people who I know or don't know that uh, bought the gnarly kit. But no, you're still mad I that gnarly not. blocked your view at the watch party uh, two seasons ago or whenever it was, huh? It was all worth it for that ring. <laughs> um, now, if we if, if OC and we're we're gonna maybe pressure OC on this, if OC gets on the ugly sweater thing for the winter time, would you buy a gnarly ugly sweater? Maybe it could have like the red gnarly fur just sort of dangling all over the sweater with some weird stuff going on. All right, time, here's the real thing that's gonna get me flamed on the internet. Uh, no, I'm not. I I don't think Christmas is that fun. I didn't say Christmas. I just said it was a, a holiday Fine. season. I don't think the holiday season is fun. <laughs> there. Sorry to uh, other religious believers. So let's get <laughs> let's get this clipped, and we'll send it up to the North Pole so Santa Claus can see this as well um, and put uh, Dylan on the naughty list. Um, You've given let's me get... plenty of coal already. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to our random thoughts for this episode. You all know the deal. Random thoughts about anything. Could be soccer. Could not be soccer. Um, who let, let's go to you first, Nathan. What's your random thought for this episode? All right, so yeah, so I just want to throw some quick stats about the matchups. Um, OC versus Pittsburgh all time, pretty good. We are four, one, and two all time against them, but versus Charleston, not so good. OC is only one, only one, three, and two, and this will be both teams' first time play in California since either a 2013 or 2014 season. So it's been a while since they've played in Orange County or just South California in general. So yeah, it's just my random thought, just useless facts. Useless facts. Dylan, do you have a random thought for us? Uh, you know, I've been reading this book. Uh, I read 140 pages in the last day listening to the bottom of eight dollars it's called four underdogs only and i will admit i'm biased it was written by a teacher that i had in high school um and it's about a coach at my high school um which was which was tustin for those who are curious so this does in one way relate to orange county um it's quite good and uh, that's all i'll give you about it someone could come borrow it if they're so included or so inclined maybe we'll have matt shelton come borrow the the book from you and um, when we give him your address he can come borrow it from you well we already played hartford so he doesn't need the encouragement <laughs> oh we got a meme oh describe the meme dylan okay it is um it's definitely from family guy it's the meg is pretty sure she's yelling at her family and everyone else is in texas yeah she says you guys always act like you're better than me it's um inner miami austin fc and whatever MLS in San Diego is going to be. And it's Miami, sorry, <clears throat> the Miami FC or the Miami FC, San Diego loyal and Austin bold. Uh, rest in peace, Austin bold. There we go. Wow. Does that Pour take the out. place of my random thought then? If we, if we have that, are you guys, are you, is that, you, yeah, we already know what your random thought is. Everybody raise. knows. Sorry, dude. It happens. Players transfer every year, so, every window. Here's what I'll say about that transfer, and everyone knows what we're talking about. I'm not even going to say the name of the team is um, with the circumstances 
it's a good piece of business. If you are running a team at that point and that's the situation and you can double your, uh, the initial offer from the other team basically and get a, a double the amount from them for a player that pretty much you already know is leaving at the end of the season, you have to do it. Um, so hundred and up to 120 million, if the escalators kick in for a world-class player, although maybe isn't amazing. Um, do they not have elevators in, uh, in Europe? I don't know. Do Thanks, they? Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's a good piece of business for a team when you know a player's going to leave and ship ship the player off to Germany instead of letting them sign for free with a rival team in the Premier League and get some money out of it. So, yes, random thoughts finished. Episode finished. We're going to give you guys back about ten to twelve minutes of your time um, because we don't have much more to say. Uh, and I appreciate. Uh, Nathan, and uh, for spending the whole episode with us, Dylan, for rushing on to try and join us as soon as he was available to do so. Plus, all y'all that were in the the chats, Brad was in the chats the whole time. Apparently, he could type, but he couldn't be on camera um, for whatever reason. But we appreciate that. And hey, the Rally Monkey joined us as well. I'm very excited about Orange County. So thank you, Rally Monkey, for doing so. Um, as always, check our website for our. You know, written stuff, which includes previews, recaps. Uh, I, I think potentially we're going to get a, a food review up again in the near future. Uh, and uh, thank you, Nathan, for the work you contribute to all of the written stuff as well. Um, for Dylan, for Nathan, for producer Andy, for everyone else that's part of this podcast team, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh, yeah,